Welcome to the Grow to Gold podcast. My name is Brett Goldstein and I'm your host. On today's episode, we have Mike Sazniak. He is the founder of the Results Engine Program podcast company. Um, and on top of that, he is a high performance certified coach. And before we get into anything, I want to give credit where credit is due. This man got me over my imposter syndrome and got me into this coaching and business consulting space. And I will definitely tell that story throughout this episode. So Mike, thank you for your time. And I'm excited to have you on board. How you doing? Brett, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, brother. Appreciate the kind words as well. Yeah, man. I got to give credit where credit's due. So let's jump right in, Mike. Let's tell everybody your story. Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? Yeah. Yeah. I grew up in Westchester County in New York, about an hour above the city. Um, born and raised, live here now as well. But, um, you know, I guess the easiest way to tell my story is, so, so elephant in the room, I don't come from the door-to-door industry. Um, we kind of took a side door into this. So I've been in sales my entire life. Like my first job growing up was retail. I worked in the retail space for a decade, used that to fund even through the beginning of my software engineering career, um, which I... I mean, I, I went to school based on where I could play soccer and then get a good education and dumb luck my way into software engineering, ended up on Wall Street. And um, I wrote code for a living for about seven years. I took all of that money and I pumped it into myself and my business. And I started three companies while I was at my last software gig, um, the third of which was coaching and consulting. And that's ultimately what I took full time, started as a side hustle for a year and a half, built it up to a point where at least I felt somewhat confident diving off a cliff and trying to figure out how to fly. And, um, yeah, dude, that was a number of years ago, three, three and a half years ago at this point. And, um, that is the results engine, right? So we work in primarily with commission sales pros and, uh, now almost entirely door to door, but it started with just small business owners and commission sales because the way that I looked at it was like, I was super passionate about serving people in our age demo. Right. But at this point, I knew that, you know, people like you and I weren't the norm. Like I I understood that not everybody was willing to invest in themselves at the caliber that I was at that point. So at least me, and this is probably a limiting belief at the time, hindsight's 2020, but I looked at it and I'm like, wow, okay, if I can at least loosely associate a dollar sign to the promise, Right. And not, of course, not make any income claims, but if I could associate the work that we were going to be doing to a financial ROI, I could sell way easier. So I think I navigated into that space and, you know, we were working with a number of different, uh, different industries. We had corporate sales clients, you know, staffing and recruiting, small business owners, coaches, consultants. And then eventually we found our way into the door to door space through my, now my dear friend, Mikey Lucas. Uh, Mikey and I met through a mastermind that we were both a part of. I was out there in San Diego giving a talk in our community and Mikey had just joined the group and uh, you know, he came up to me afterwards. He's like, bro, I need your help. Let's roll. And that was really it. You know, transparently, I didn't know door to door sales was still a thing. (laughs) Like I just, no one's knocking doors in New York. I think Vivint might have one office in Westchester County. And then other than that, it's pest control you know, and alarms sending people out to the Hamptons in the summers. So there's very little, at least in New York. And uh, Mikey was kind of the intro. So I got a shout out to him. But that was two and a half years ago, almost since we met two years ago. And now door to door is 99% of our company and probably 87% of it solar. So 
it's been uh it's been a wild ride but it's a really cool space and we found a really cool way to serve it so i'm grateful that's awesome that's awesome and i'm so glad we're getting into this right away i think the biggest thing for everybody listening is to just acknowledge the fact that you've never done door-to-door sales yeah. in the solar space right like that's not something you've done before yet the majority of your clients 87 percent, as you just put it are from that space yeah. So just, just to make this conversation a bit more broad and applicable to the audience that's not from that, right? Yeah. How do you have the courage to do that, right? Like how <laughs> do you go into a space and make a name for yourself? Because full transparency for everybody on here, I met this gentleman speaking on a stage at arguably the biggest conference within the door-to-door space and he lit it up and he's never done the actual job before. Yeah. So my question to you, Mike, is how do you have the authority? How do you have the courage to become a voice in a room where you might not have actually physically done it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that really comes down to transparency and like, what's the right word? Like ethics, I guess. Like, I think it's our jobs to, you know, obviously be very transparent about what we can do in the coaching and consulting space and to market ourselves morally and ethically. Now, if you'll remember this from my talk at Door to Door Con, like literally my first line was, I've never knocked the door to sell anything in my life. And all of my clients are better salesmen than me. I'm pretty good, obviously, because I close them, but they're the savages, right? And I think that's where it really comes down to. It's not about, I'm not out here claiming to know what to say on the doors. I'm not training on closing tactics or word schemes or pullbacks or any of these things, right? I have an understanding of sales in general because I've been in the space for two decades now almost, right? And I spent, my version was like, I slide into DMs. Like that was, that's how we knock doors in our company. But you know, that, that's really it. Now, of course, at this point, our company's grown. We have coaches on the team who have, you know, multiple years of experience in door-to-door and we can speak to that, right? But we don't claim to be experts in it. So how do we serve this space? You know, we've built systems that solve problems for a large community of people and they just happen to solve problems in solar that are really freaking expensive problems, right? So it's not about, it's not about like, we're not serving the industry, like to what these guys do within the industry. What we do has nothing to do with door to door. It's all personal development, high performance, decision-making, like how do we operate as a more effective human? But when we apply that to door to door, it makes people a boatload of money and it makes them really freaking happy and fulfilled. So you know, I think it comes down to how we speak about it because I don't claim to be a door-to-door expert. I just claim to have systems that make our clients a boatload of money. Yeah, that makes total sense. And I'm glad you broke that down. So in terms of just the generality of it, right, is it more mindset-based, structure, habits? Can you take us through a little bit about what the foundation of your program is for somebody that just might not know? Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it's a lot of all of that, right? So obviously structure was the biggest thing that we saw as being a gap. And I, I think, you know, one of, one of my major missions serving this industry is I really want to chip away at the, the, you know, the turnover in the space. You and I were talking about it a little bit before we, uh, before we press record here. Like 
it's insane. I learned really quickly when I was prospecting in these conversations to know that whenever anyone survived more than like six to 12 months, they were essentially a veteran in the industry, right? Like that's insane to think about. Now you look at what's possible in this space and it's like, man, so many people are missing out on what could truly be life-changing, right? If they were able to harness it. And I think a big reason that they're not able to harness it is Unfortunately, there's a massive lack of structure within a lot of organizations. Now, there's probably a lot of a lot of reasons for this, but I feel that a lot of these, you know, young reps are, are getting brought in and they're essentially getting thrown to the wolves and hoping that they can figure it out because for a lot of these people, it's a numbers game, right? Which makes sense, right? Sales is numbers, but if we don't know how to make the numbers work for us, they're not going to work for us. So part of it's structure. Part of it is how do we operate our days? right? What are those habits look like? What do those non-negotiables look like? And then just making sure that we treat it like a business, right? When we're going into a 1099 and we're essentially a hundred percent commission, like we need to understand the numbers in our business. We need to treat it like a business because it is a business. And I'm just a firm believer, dude, like men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. And we need to take a very data-driven approach. And I think this is where my engineering nerdy mindset like really helps us thrive because when you have that level of clarity, you can approach your, your, your day to day in a completely different space, right? Talk about detaching from an outcome. Like when you have clarity around the numbers, your energy is completely different, which you know, of course, like that's a game changer in sales. So it's, it's a little bit of all those pieces, but when we get them dialed in, it really changes the game not just in sales and business, but really in all of our lives. I love that. And, and from a data centric standpoint as well, you're probably seeing your clients come to you probably pretty emotional in the beginning because they don't really know their numbers. And mm-hmm. then what do you see when somebody does track their data with you for a long period of time and they start to look at it as more of a science and gamify it rather than it be more of just an emotion? Are you seeing a lot more consistency in and out of somebody's business? Repeat that a little bit. It's, it broke up right when you said it's, you, they start. Yes. To. Sorry about that. So yeah, let me, let me just repeat. So are you seeing as you're helping these people to have a more data driven approach to their businesses? Are you starting yeah. to see a trickle over into their life as well? Like their personal life? Yeah, dude, I'll tell you what, like making more money is great, but it is never the transformation <laughs> ever. Right. The transformation for our clients always happens in the life stuff. And I'm a firm believer, like, especially in the high performance space, high performance is not making a boatload of money and letting our relationships fall apart and our health deteriorate. Like that's not what that is. Right. I always, I always joke when I was growing up, the running joke that my family always would share is like, by the time you can afford the car, you can't fit in it. Right. (laughs) That ain't high performance. And that's not what we're striving for here. So when we're working with our clients, there's always only about 50% of the work we do actually has anything to do with the business. And when I say anything to do, I mentioned earlier, our work doesn't have anything to do with it. I mean, aimed at the business, right? The rest is aimed at their personal life. So relationships, their health and wellness, their personal development and like spirituality, meditation, whatever. We have non-negotiables all across the board because that's important, right? We need to figure out being a high performer is about building this well-oiled machine that's firing on all cylinders and doing it in a sustainable way while avoiding burnout, right? That's what's important. 
So yeah, it's, of course, it's great that we can track all these numbers. It's great to get the longevity of the data, right? And that's really cool to see people's eyes open, but that's never the, the transformation, so to speak. Like, yeah, we have reps that are, you know, doubling their income and they're super stoked about that. But the transformation is because they're prioritizing date night with their significant other, right? Or, you know, they have a non-negotiable about calling their grandparents every single week or whatever it is, right? Like that looks different for everybody. That's always where the transformation comes from though. It's always on what I call the life stuff. Yeah, that's amazing. My question to you is when you first bring this up to somebody, somebody that might be getting for the first time through you an introduction to high performance and personal development, and you start talking about things outside of business, right? Because most people probably come to you because they're like, hey, Mike, I want to make more money. I want to do better in sales. And they're probably somewhat surprised to hear you (laughs) then switch the conversation, right? So more of like, well, tell me about your habits. Tell me about your relationship with your significant other, right? Because you have the EQ and the IQ to understand how much that matters. And my question to you is, what are some of those introductory conversations like when somebody approaches you and it is really business-based because they want to make more money? Mm -hmm. And then you take the conversation in a different direction and the byproduct of them agreeing to come on board and work with you is most likely an increase in financial revenue, right? But that's the byproduct of them fixing themselves internally first. And I think that's a very mature mindset shift that a lot of people need to make. Yeah. Yeah. So we see it as early as on our enrollment calls, right? Like, of course, we're, we're getting really clear on what their goals are and what they want to be accomplishing. And that's almost always talking about deal volume, right? But we inevitably, that conversation flows into what that's going to do for the people in their lives, right? How they want to be showing up. And what's been cool, and, and I actually didn't expect this, but people are a lot more like self-aware than I expected in this space, which is really cool to see. And I don't, when I say in this space, I don't mean that in a negative way, but like usually when people think, at least from the untrained eye, people look at sales and they just think money hungry, like da 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 which you and I know is complete BS, right? But it's cool to see people know, people are fairly aware of why they're struggling. And yeah, sure. Like, okay. A big word we hear is consistency, right? Consistency of execution, consistency of output, consistency of energy management, like all these different things. Obviously we're applying that to business, but they, they totally see that that stems into other areas, right? How we show up in one area is usually how we show up in most areas of our lives. So we're seeding that literally as early as the enrollment call. Now, obviously, you know, from a, from a sales perspective, you know, I think Dean Graziosi is the one that I always remember saying this. It's like, sell them what they want and give them what they need and do it in an ethical way. Of course, there's a part of navigating that conversation, but we seed these thoughts and those thoughts eventually, you know, blossom. And um, it's just a very common part of our conversation. And it doesn't need to be the focal point because they understand that our goal is to get them more dollars in their bank account, but they know that it's going to be a, not necessarily a direct business conversation, right? Because we've seeded so powerfully that it's not just about this. And at least for solar, like, and actually most of door to door, no one really gets into door to door because they like knocking doors. I think I've worked with like two people in the last two years that actually enjoyed it it's always a vehicle, right? And that vehicle is to fund something else. So I think when you attach those two pieces, 
right? It's like how you're going to show up to close more deals is actually going to be super relevant because it's going to show up in your personal life just as powerfully. We just bridge that gap over and over again. So I don't know if it's uh, if there's any rocket science to it, but we just seed it really early and we keep hitting it because it's that important. No, it is for sure. And do you think that a lot of people, do you think that most people take the time to actually clarify what their vision is? Because I know when I first got into this space, I, I would like to say I was doing it for another reason, but I had a really good mentor probably four or five years in that was like, dude, why are you doing this? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. You know, it's just, I'm making good money. And that was a very transformative thing for me is when, when that person, when I didn't have the right answer, right. Or any answer, yeah. um, it was like, Hey man, let's help you figure that out. And then my results skyrocketed, right. I just, my whole mindset shifted. Do you think that most of your yeah. clients initially come in and they don't really know what they want? They just feel like they found the right vehicle and they're giving it their all. And then you help them to figure that out. Or what do you think that looks like? Yeah, I think that most people think they have it figured out, but they're usually pretty far off, right? Or they're very surface level. And, you know, the first thing that we do, yeah, I, th I think when most people join, they think they know what they want, but they're, they're either very far off or they're very surface level, right? And usually that's because they're, we're conditioned to just say all the right things, Right. And especially in the personal development space, it's like, you know, the right things to say, but one, do you believe it? Two, are you empowering it? And three, is it true for you? Right. And I think when we're talking about our goals, most of the time we're spewing off stuff that we think we're supposed to want. Right. And I realized this really quickly talking to a lot of people in this space because the conversations were so cookie cutter, bro. It was like, I want to close X number of deals so that I can get Y number of investment properties and retire after this many years of knocking doors. Right. And for some people, I think that was true, but they also didn't know what it was all for. They just knew a bunch of stuff that they saw on Instagram. They were supposed to want, and by the way, I don't say any of this with a negative connotation. Like I was that too. Right. I very much adopted goals from other people and it led to my journey with anxiety and panic attacks, which I think I completely glossed over in the beginning, but that's what I, how I ultimately got into this space. So, you know, this is the first thing that we do with any of our clients is we have exercises that we have them go through before they even get on a single call with one of our coaches. And a lot of it is to uncover and peel back the curtains and, and go deeper and, and figure out what is actually like, what does that iceberg actually look like? Not just the tip because that the tip of that iceberg is not enough leverage when things actually get challenging, right? It's not going to propel you forward. And you experienced it. It sounds like you got good results, but it wasn't anywhere close to what you were capable of because you only had the leverage from the tip of the iceberg right? You didn't have the rest of those deep roots propelling you forward. But when you tap into that, literally entire worlds open up, right? So that. it's literally the first thing that we work on. Let's add some value right now to anybody listening. So what's just some of those key exercises you would take me through? For example, if I signed up to your program and I was a newer guy, I didn't really know what I wanted. I thought, kind of think I did, right? Yeah. I'm adopting other people's goals. How do you dive deep with me? Because I know somebody listening to this right now is like, dude, help me do this. Yeah. Yeah. So the first thing that we need to understand is clarity is the cornerstone habit in high performance, right? It's, I compare it to a rising tide. When you have clarity, everything rises, 
But when you don't, everything kind of falls back a bit, right? And it's important for us to understand this because we need to know why this is so important. This literally applies to everything. When we have clarity around our numbers, we're more likely to execute, right? If I were to ask anybody listening to this, if you know what every single door is worth, regardless if that person says yes, no, kick rocks, get off my porch, right? God forbid something crazy happens, they pull a weapon or whatever. By the way, door-to-door stories, the most iconic stories on my podcast ever. So like, sorry, the people that had to live through it, but it's, it's epic. So if we were to ask, if you knew what every single door is worth, regardless of what happens, how do you think your energy would change as you're approaching that door? Probably pretty dang positively, right? Sure. Because we have the clarity around it. Talk about detaching from the outcome and its finest, but it comes down to the same when we're talking about why are we doing what we're doing? Like if we don't know exactly why what we're doing is so important, odds are we're going to bend the knee when shit gets difficult. So now that we have that understanding, like that's really important to really firm up. And yeah, of course, everyone's like, I know that, but you know it theoretically and we don't actually spend the time to think about it, right? We really need to firm that up. So actionable, actionable stuff. Um, One of my favorite exercises is there's tons of clarity building stuff. Ultimately, clarity is ask better questions, right? Quality of our life is determined by the quality of our questions. If we want better answers, start asking better questions. But what are those questions? Uh, My favorite one, I'm a firm believer, why reinvent the wheel? I, I think Dean Graziosi came up with this, but he might have just been sharing it with someone else. He's at least the one screaming about it the most. Um, there's an exercise called seven levels deep. If you just Google or YouTube seven levels deep, Dean Graziosi, there's a clip of him on Lewis Howe's podcast explaining it. I think he wrote about it in the millionaire success habits book, but really, really powerful question or or exercise, excuse me. And it essentially is just, you know, asking the same question over and over again until you get to the actual root. Like why is something truly important to you? Because what you say is your answer is, probably extremely surface level and doesn't have enough roots, right? But when we can go those seven levels deep, that's where we truly get impact. And dude, I've literally had clients that before we even get on a single call, they're like, holy shit, I'm having every single one of my reps go through this exercise right now because it was that transformational before we even do anything, before we even talk to them outside of a sales conversation, Right. Yeah, that's epic, dude. I've done the exact same thing, right? To go through and ask yourself that question and test your why, right? Because everybody's yeah. heard the saying, your why should make you cry, right? That, that's kind of how powerful it should be. Yeah. But in terms of your surface level, right? It's like make a million dollars, drive a McLaren, have a beach house. It's like, okay, yeah. but why? Why do you want those things? And then why? And then why? And then why? Right. As you continue to go five, six, seven, eight layers deep, that's really going to test you. And I think most people, and you're the expert here, I think most people, when you take them through that exercise, what would you say? 5% of people probably have the, an actual why. What do you think the actual data is on that? Mm. You mean the, from a start? Yeah, from the very beginning. When Shoot, you first I, I meet think, a client, how many I of them actually know five, why they're doing what they're doing? I think 5% is... High? is probably generous. Like, Mm. and I say that because 
it's not that we have no clue why we're doing what we're doing. You're just not talking. Sure you're, yeah, you're we not sure as hell don't know enough about it, right? Like, okay, cool. Yeah, we all want to make more money. That's all why we're doing what we're doing. But like, what's it for, right? We we know elements of it, but we know. Do we know it in its entirety? No, because when we really boil it down, it's like, okay, well, why is it important? Like, for all you know, then you're six, seven levels deeper. You're like all of a sudden, like you're talking about, you know, you want to be a man of integrity and, you know, you want, you don't want to let your parents down and you don't want to be able, you don't want to be in a position where you can't provide for your future children. Like, bro, that will light a fire under your ass far more than saying some bogus number that probably you're only repeating because someone on Instagram told you that if you didn't want at least that much, you don't want it bad enough. Like, I get fired up about this shit, but like, I love it, bro. You're crushing this. You know, like we, we need to understand that it needs to be true to us. And when you go to those levels, like it doesn't matter what anybody else wants or what anybody else's goals are. If it doesn't resonate with us, it's not going to drive you. So I think five, five is probably really generous. I don't think anybody knows it in its full entirety unless they've already gone through the exercise, in which case there's still a likelihood that there are a couple more levels that they can go down. So it's a really small number, bro. Do you think most people are scared of their true potential? This one's an interesting one. Um, I believe that to be true for some people. I, I struggle to resonate with it because I've never been able to like tap in or experience that for myself. So I don't know what it feels like. But I do know that I've heard that from people. Now, I will say that I think some people, again, say that because they think that that's what they're supposed to say. And it's, it's something that they can just hide behind as to why they're not getting where they want to go. And it's, it's easy to be like, I'm afraid of my potential. Uh, I, I'm sure it is true for a number of people. I personally have never experienced it. So um, I can't speak to it. But, you know, I got to imagine that it's true for, for some people as well. Sure. Yeah. I've, I've just, I've heard clients say the same thing. So I was just curious as to what your take is on that. Cause I figured you did as well. Do yeah. you think somebody's why, do you think your why changes and evolves as you mature and grow? Yeah. I think you find new levels to it, right? Like here, here's an example that I'll use. So we, I do personally, I do a lot of like visualization work and uh, I hit a point at this year in the business where the business kind of stagnated. And this is why coaching is so important, right? Because I had my coaches to essentially verbally slap me across the face and get to the root of what was going on. And what I realized is I had never rebuilt the visualizations or the business plan from when I had already crushed it, right? Like I had a specific revenue number monthly and I had a specific image in my mind. And that image was nice watch on my wrist, beautiful meal in Portugal with my girlfriend on the water, like all of it happened in July and it happened far more beautifully than anything that I had in my mind. Right. Yet here we were, I never rebuilt it. I never rewrote the business plan. I never had new targets and I had to go back to it. Right. I had to go back to all of these things. Now what my visualization looks like now is completely different, right? It's a different watch on my wrist, right? It's we're living in our dream home right? My dog is running around the backyard. So it's, it's completely different. And those are like aspects of the why, right? So this is like a small subset of what we're talking about here, but I share it to illustrate that completely evolved. We hit new levels, right? And I think 
it's the same exact thing when we talk about what we truly want in life, right? I think people evolve as humans and what we actually want. Like you see it all the time. People will go from, I don't want any children to all of a sudden I want a family, right? And, and all these different things. So I think it does evolve. And I think this is why self-awareness is so important. We just got to stay in tune with it. And it's, it's very important for us to constantly revisit this stuff because I think here's, I'll, I'll stop ranting about this. This is how I find or finalize it. I think that a large majority of what we, what truly drives us will always stay the same, but I think there's aspects that are going to be changing and, and we need to be okay with that fluidity. Right. And we just need to continually make sure that we're staying in tune with it and staying in alignment with it. How important do you think community is in helping you to recognize that? Because I have to believe you probably would have preferred to have that realization sooner. So yeah. how important, how yeah, important do you think community is in this, in that equation? I mean, community helped me find out about it way sooner than I should have. I wish I, I saw it faster. It would have saved me a boatload of money, but, and I'll, a lot of people whose lives we could have changed. But, you know, I, I think I'm a firm believer in masterminding. Obviously, I'm a firm believer in coaching. I think that I would be out of integrity if I was selling coaching and masterminds and not partaking in them and trying to level up myself as well. Um, so that would just be out of integrity for me. But it's been a massive part of my journey. Hell, I have my entire business to thank. Like, I met Mikey through a mastermind. Right. And the same people in that mastermind before I met Mikey empowered me to think bigger and grow my business to the point where I was when Mikey and I connected. Right. And that's what gave me the platform to do all this. We were joking about it beforehand, before we press record about the imposter syndrome and why did I feel like I had the audacity to, to step into this space that I'd never been a part of. And you know, I felt like I had already earned my stripes in other industries. I already had the imposter syndrome elsewhere. So I had imposter syndrome about being a coach in general. What's adding on a new industry, right? So like, you know, all of that stemmed from being surrounded by badass humans that were doing amazing things in the world that empowered me to think bigger and live closer to my true potential. So I can't speak highly enough about it. Like game changer for my life. What would you say to that person who's listening to this right now that hasn't yet made that investment in themselves, right? They're listening to these podcasts, they're consuming free content, they're picking up a book from a friend maybe, but that's like the extent of their yeah. personal development. What would you say to that person? Find a way to do it. Like, I think there's going to be a, a uh, controversial belief, but I think there's a big myth in this world that it takes money to make money. I think it's really incorrect. And I believe that it takes access to money to make money. It doesn't need to be my money. Every coach, every mentor, every mastermind that I've ever hired or been a part of or joined has always gone on credit and I've found a way to negotiate a lower interest rate, leverage other people's money to get access to this information, whatever it might be, right? And insert disclaimer here, I'm not a financial professional, consult your own professional. I'm just a simple high performance coach. I don't know what I'm talking about, right? But like, I didn't have the money to hire my first coach. First $10,000 investment I ever made in myself, I didn't have that money. I paid off an entire credit card so I could put it all on one and I knew that I could go negotiate a lower interest rate than they were offering at the event. 
but I got uncomfortable and I invested in myself because I knew that people that were willing to do that, I wanted to be in that room. I didn't even know what I would get out of that program, but I'll tell you what, I went down to Fiji and then I put my six weeks notice in at my corporate job right when I got back six days after getting back from that trip. And that was probably way sooner than I would have done it had I not gone there. Right. Mm. And that's what started the spot. Once I left corporate three weeks later, I found myself at an event in Vegas that I'll actually be flying to here in three days. And I cut my financial runway in half to join that community. Right. It was none of that was money that I necessarily had. I just found a way to do it. So, you know, I, I always get asked like, what would you, what advice would you have for, for your younger self? Like I would have found a way to invest in myself faster. And I would have found a way to learn this game and get uncomfortable faster because free content is great. And if that's all you, all you can afford, like I'm not naive to that. I was there too. use it, but make sure you're implementing it, but find a way to get involved because when people pay, they pay attention. And sometimes that skin in the game is all you need to actually light a fire under your ass and execute in the level that you're truly capable of free won't necessarily drive that unless you have massive external factors that are pushing you forward. So. I'm obviously a huge believer of it. Find the people that either have been where you want to go, can teach you how to get there or have the skill set or the systems to help you get there and go pay them for their knowledge because you're going to hack a learning curve and save a boatload of time and a boatload of money. That was beautifully said. Thank Beautiful. you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, man, you took the, you took the quote that I was going to say there, what you pay for, you pay attention to. And yeah. I think again, man, I think if there's one thing that I'm hoping somebody gets from listening to this episode with us, it's ultimately that you and I are the same in the sense that you have to learn at some point in your life that there's more that they're your investing in you is more important than money sitting in a bank account. Yep. Cause you're holding on to something that's meant to flow, right? Money is only useful when you use it. If mm -hmm. you're just hoarding cash, right? And hoarding cash to you might be $5,000 in the bank. It might be a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. It might be a million dollars in the bank, whatever that number is but money only works when you put it to work, right? And the number one place you should be investing in is within yourself. Because I can't tell you, and I'm sure you agree with this, the amount of time that I've wasted trying to do things by myself. At some point, man, you learn that you have to be a quote unquote employer. You have to be willing to pay people for their time and their knowledge rather than being an employee your whole life and just hoping to get paid from other people. And that is such yeah. a big transition that I, I know it's a passion of yours and it's a passion of mine because that's where we connected is helping people to understand that time is more valuable than money and knowledge is more valuable than money. But yet most people still don't see that. So I'm not yeah. expecting you to have the answer on that, but I'd love for you to give any insights or knowledge or wisdom you might have around that principle because I think it's very important. Yeah. Well, dude, I mean, I think... One, I 100% agree. Like you will never get a better ROI than investing in yourself. And that's not immediately, but it's definitely, right? Especially right now with the, the crazy web 3.0 world that we're living in right now yeah, as things sure. are coming to life. Like, of course, immediate gratification, you might get a better ROI tomorrow. But just to address one thing, Mike, and I want you to throw this in your answer if you don't mind. I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. But it's how many times have you heard, right? It's like, well, what do you know? How can you coach me? A lot of people feel like, that money into somebody else is almost like, how are you qualified? Or it's like a cop out or whatever. But I know I've changed people's lives. I know you have as well. 
Yeah. And I think the, the person that isn't willing to make that investment, not only doesn't believe in themselves, but because they don't believe in them, they don't think anybody else can have the answer for them. So have you seen that mm. as well? Cause I feel like you probably have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is why self-belief is so important and self-confidence is so much of the work that we do. Right. And this is why those transformations don't necessarily only like they're not, they don't happen in business. Right. It's, it's really more like fully faceted than that and like well-rounded than that. But if we don't believe in ourselves, like, of course, that's going to be our get out of jail free card. Right. Because we don't want to spend that money anyway. We have such a scarcity mindset around it. Right. So if I don't believe that I can actually do it, I'm going to find a way. And this is what I see a ton of. I'm going to find a way to make my situation so unique that none of your testimonials apply to me. Right. Like I think we all see it in this space and we want to find a way. And this isn't just about investing in ourselves. This is about rationalizing where we're at. We want to silo ourselves so much that no one could ever possibly relate to us because then that rationalizes my results or lack thereof. Right. And I think that we just see that a ton. So here's the reality is, and this is at least for the work we do when we're inviting people into our programs is because the problems that they're struggling from what they're complaining about or what they're experiencing that they think is so unique to them. That's just a symptom of the problem. The underlying problem is a lot more generic than that. And our systems solve it, right? I was on a sales call literally, what's today, Monday? Literally yesterday with a, a referral from a client of ours who's killing it. And this guy literally lived with our client. They started the same exact time. And he's like, he's made 160. I'm only at 110. And I watched you change his life, which means I lost out on 50 grand because I didn't work with you back then. So it's time to get to work, right? It's not like, oh, I'm unique because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, of course, we're all unique people, but we struggle with the same problems. And when you find someone that has a, a solution to that problem, like, let's get to work. So I don't know, I've kind of ranted. I don't even no, remember. No, dude, that, question, that, that, that was perfect. You actually nailed it. And that's the biggest piece of this, man. And we're coming up on that hour mark. So let's wrap it up in just a quick minute or two. But ultimately, I think everything you've said this entire episode has been 100% on point. And this was the exact conversation that I was hoping to have with you. Two guys from yeah. New York, both of us ironically worked on Wall Street. Now both of us are helping people out in the solar and sales industries. So dude, I'm grateful to know you. And like I said to you, and I just want to close it out the same way we opened this. But ultimately, man, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be doing this. I saw you stand on a stage in an industry that I had almost nine years of experience in, and I did not feel qualified to do this, even despite having that experience. And now here I am coaching people. And I know for a fact I'm changing people's lives. And a lot of that has to do with you. So honestly, brother, thank you so much for the inspiration. And I just, I know you're worth it. I know your programs are worth it. And I'm just grateful to have you, to have had you on this episode. So Mike, where can people find you? Where can they learn more about your programs? How does somebody connect with you after this episode? Thank you, brother. Well, first of all, geez, I appreciate those kind words. And it's so cool to, uh, to watch what you're building right now. Every time I'm like checking your stories, I'm like, dang, this is, this is really cool to witness. And I'm so stoked to watch what you guys continue to build. And I appreciate those words. Uh, and I appreciate you having me. This is super fun. Um, yeah, dude, the best place, like our entire team lives on Instagram. So just at Mike Sesniak on Instagram. 
Um, hell, we, we probably DM'd most of the people answering or like listening to the show. So uh, any questions, you have any questions around anything that we talked about here, want to challenge anything that we talked about here, all of it's welcome. Slide in the DMs. Uh, either myself or someone on my team will get those answered. And if it's something that they don't know the answer to, they'll flag me and make sure that I address it. So um, that's the best place. And, you know, obviously the, the podcast as well is a results engine podcast. We spend a lot of time that's longer form content, but Instagram is the best for like shorter clips and the best to get in touch with us and ask questions. I love it, Mike. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. And for everybody listening, thank you for listening to another episode of the grow to gold podcast. If you have not yet subscribed, please make sure you do so. So you do, you do not miss another episode. Please also give us a like a review, help us to organically grow the show. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Grow to Gold podcast.